welcome back to the Honestly Well podcast. I'm Marissa Fay, board certified in holistic nutrition, here guiding you through what is just pure BS and what can actually help you to really, truly feel honestly well now and in the future. I am nervous <laughs> to share today's episode with you. I was going to say nerve-sighted, right? Like nervous and excited to share today's episode with you, which is the story of how I got here. Um, I have a lot of folks who ask about it and uh, who want to know more. And I want to share with you how I have figured out the Honestly Well method, how I have applied it to myself and to the work that I do with clients and why, right? Like why it matters, how I know it works, I think is really important. And while it starts with me and my personal experience for the sake of this episode, it doesn't end with me. My hope is that you'll learn something today or you'll become curious about something about your own health and your own well-being because at the end of the day that is my reason for making this podcast and for sharing my message with all of you. So first of all, I'm going to give some trigger warnings right from the top that I'll be touching a little bit on topics that include abuse and topics that include body image. Uh, so if those are things that uh, you don't want to hear, I totally understand. And I hope you'll join me back here for the next episode. That said, for those of you who are here for this episode and want to know more, uh, let's dive in. So I was raised in a household with a parent who was emotionally, mentally very unwell. And that really colored my entire upbringing. Um, you know, like in a lot of cases where there's an abusive relationship, whether it's between parent and child or two adults or two youth, kind of no matter who it is, there's a dynamic of really this push-pull of that person making you feel special and loved and cared for, and then easily able to turn the other cheek and really treat you in a way that um, is not okay and is not acceptable. And that is especially the case when we're talking about people who are children and adolescents and people who have less life experience like I did. So growing up in a home with somebody who was emotionally and verbally abusive, really, I now know, shifted the way that my body operated. And we know, we have research to support this, which is always astounding to me when providers typically in the more allopathic or Western medicine um, framework, don't take the time to talk with their clients about this, that we know your mental and emotional environment growing up really does impact your physiology or in other ways, how your body functions, how your organs function, how your cells function. I was just reading a study this week about irritable bowel syndrome and about samples taken from folks uh, who had been diagnosed with irritable bowel syndrome who had uh, a history of childhood trauma like I do and folks who had healthy guts and did not have a history of trauma. And, you know, 
it's kind of amazing and remarkable. They also compare that to folks who did not have a history of trauma in their childhood, but also who had IBS. And some of the things that they thought you know, came out of that study were that definitely seeing shifts in the microbiome or the way uh, bacteria is made up or functions in someone's gut based on that childhood trauma and possibly having, you know, a strong contributing factor to them developing a, a syndrome like irritable bowel syndrome. So we know that trauma in childhood that is mental or emotional does indeed impact our bodies. And I think that is a big part of what was and has been my health journey and really now is my responsibility to decode and to work on um, not perpetuating that cycle because it's easy to do that. And it is hard not only to mentally and emotionally unlearn these patterns that are ingrained in us when we're younger and in these types of situations, but also for your physiology, your body to unlearn the coping patterns it has. Because at the end of the day, I really want you to understand that your body is doing the best it can with the inputs it's given. It is trying to help you to survive. And in order to do that, it regularly makes decisions about what is higher and lower priority for your survival. And that means sometimes that the body will turn the volume down or up on a certain process because you are experiencing stress. Now, whether or not that stress is mental or emotional or physical or physiological, it kind of doesn't matter. The same cascade and orchestra of hormones that's going to happen with any kind of stress happens across the board, right? Now, asterisks here, not all stress is bad stress, right? Physical activity is actually a kind of stress. And in a healthy body and done in a healthy way, that's a kind of stress that actually can increase your stress tolerance, right? But it really depends on you and your unique body. So shifting back to my personal story, which is what I said I was going to share today, but you know, I can't help but uh, go off on some of these tangents to share a little bit more with you on how you can understand yourself. Um, I went through a series of all kinds of visits with doctors and specialists as a young person, actually, because my body took up more space than was socially acceptable. And, you know, doctor after doctor told me and my parents that I was healthy, you know, that there wasn't a reason for me weighing what I weighed, you know, they'd flash that BMI chart and I would be, you know, at the very edge of the page and, um, you know, that really ingrained in me this idea that my body was wrong or bad. And so I started my first structured diet at the age of 11. Um, you know, but before that, I had been exposed to a lot of diet culture within um, different family circles that I was exposed to. A lot of people who identified as women who were restricting and really wanting to control their weight and really perpetuating judgment that they had experienced in their own childhood upon me. And um, 11 is way too young to go on a diet, we know that. Uh, we It has been studied. We know that it can actually change the brain, especially when diets are started that young. Um, and it changes how neurotransmitters function. And that's really important because neurotransmitters help us to have stable mood and, uh, and are an important factor in kind of whether or not I think your mental thermostat is programmed to a little bit lower, a little bit higher, things like that. 
It also can lead to later in life, just dysregulation in that stability in your mental health. And um, not to mention that there's really a wide range for what a healthy body looks like. And it's actually more about the habits you're going to engage in and you do engage in and what you do more often than not, that truly does lead to whether someone is healthy or not. And I will tell you, I work with a variety of people uh, who have a variety of bodies and I see a variety of health issues. And it is absolutely true that you can be healthy and have a body that society wants to try to tell you is not the right size. So I wanna first clarify that and, and share with you the real truth there. But over the years, I just had kind of seemingly random health issue after health issue. And I want to share some more of those with you. Aside from, you know, being told my body was wrong because of the size it was, I really think there are actually tangible things that maybe you can relate to. I know a lot of my clients can relate to and folks in the Honestly Well course can relate to, which is, first of all, I never pooped every day. Um, like, for as long as I can remember until I really started working more diligently on my own gut health, I maybe at best pooped every other day-ish, if that. And that was often seen as normal. And in fact, up until a few years ago, you know, I have colleagues that I work with that are trained in allopathic medicine and uh, to the best of my knowledge, you know, in medical school, they were still teaching that if somebody poofed, you know, every three days, that it was nothing to be concerned about then. From a functional standpoint, and honestly, y'all, from like a logical standpoint, your bowel movements, your stool, your poop, that is one of the key ways your body takes the trash out every day. It's imperative that that happens every day because if it doesn't, we get a backup. And what that backup is, is bacteria because most of the contents of your bowel movements is bacteria. <laughs> it's bacterial, it's viral, it's parasitic. So we do not want the body to hold on to that. It's also where hormones and different compounds in the body uh, that sometimes get recycled for a period of time and then get moved out like bile, um, which can get recycled up to 17 times and then gets moved out. Um, things like estrogen, right? Which depending on your physiology is something that your body needs to recycle every day um, versus, or sorry, not recycle every day, take out every day. So, you know, having a bowel movement every day is a very kind of low baseline minimum, like in order to be healthy, you gotta have a bowel movement every day, at least one, if not two. Folks who aren't like, it's time for you to get serious about your health then, because that just over time can lead to so many more issues because the body's going to reabsorb that bacteria, reabsorb some of those hormones, reabsorb chemicals. It's just a recipe for disaster. This episode is sponsored by the Honestly Well course, the course that uses holistic nutrition to teach you a method in order to build a foundation of optimal health and well-being while ditching all the noise and fad diets that just plain don't work in the long run. You can check out the Honestly Well course at bit.ly slash get honestly well. 
Again, that's bit.ly slash get honestly well. Check it out. I also really uh, went through a phase where I would catch certain kinds of diseases and viruses and bacterial infections over and over again. I was a kid who had strep throat really, really frequently. Um, and of course, used a lot of antibiotics because kind of the age I am, they were not as um, discerning about what type of antibiotic they used, first of all, because not all antibiotics are created equal. We can actually see from the data that certain types of antibiotics will knock out healthy bacteria in your gut for longer, like to the tune of years, y'all, versus other types, maybe a year, right? So a year versus a couple of years. Um, so there are all different ways that different types of antibiotics can affect your body and systems in your body. So really we want to use what is the kind of least damaging yet still going to be effective when you have a certain kind of issue that that may require the use of an antibiotic. That's just my opinion. That's not medical advice for you. That's just how I personally feel about it. And just know that in my childhood, lots of antibiotics were given to me, not only as a little kid, but as a teenager, my family moved from a really dry climate to a damp climate. And I got bacterial pneumonia every year I was in high school and was given a very strong antibiotic every time I got it, or even like they thought I was getting it. That really just set the scene for my gut and really my whole bacterial microbiome. So your body is honestly more bacteria than it is anything else. You can look it up, fun fact. <laughs> um, so, I was just constantly knocking out, even if I had some healthy bacteria or bacteria that was more, as we say, commensurate, I was totally knocking that out on a regular basis. Not to mention, I was living in this constant state of stress based on my family, but also, um, you know, based upon my own drive. I really had programmed in me kind of being a go-getter and being somebody who really wanted to push forward. I, I knew that my way to gain independence and um, to build myself a safe environment and safe home was school and through school, a job ultimately. And so I really was devoted to that. I also was really involved in certain arts that kept me busy, kept me, uh, you know, outside of the home a little bit longer that I uh, really relied on in a lot of ways to help uh, just manage my own kind of time and frankly manage my emotions in a healthy way. Um, and then I went into college and mostly with a little bit of help from some really amazing people who I knew, uh, put myself through college um, all but one year. And, um, you know, that is not an easy experience. If you've been there, you know what it's like. Um, and so things just continued to add up to the, the stress that my body was experiencing and truly in all those categories, mental, emotional, physiological, physical, right? Like all of these aspects, I was experiencing stress. And then of course, at the beginning of my twenties, I decided it was time to take control of my health, AKA it was time to lose weight. Like to be really frank with you all, AKA it was time to fit more into the societal mold of what was accepted as beautiful um, 
in order to be successful because that's the message that we send to especially people who identify more closely with being young girls or young women and um and that really just totally tapped on all of this coding I had from much younger about my body being wrong and bad. And, uh, you know, years later, I landed in a doctor's office getting a prescription for thyroid medication. Now, your thyroid is really kind of the thermostat of your body. And it is one of the first things that your body will either turn up or turn down based on this prolonged stress state. And, I am now appalled and shocked at how little care I was given and how little guidance I was given around diet and habits. And mind you, I was going to an integrative medical practice in a major city in the United States. And there was still very little mention of how my stress was impacting this, how my diet was impacting this, how my mindset was impacting it, how my gut health was impacting it. Um, and the doctors would just push mega dose, mega, mega doses of what's called natural desiccated thyroid supports. And I will tell you that was about 10 years ago that all started. The shocked, appalled, upset. I have a lot of feelings about what that experience was like. I now know that it was all meant to happen the way it did because now I'm here and more so than ever better equipped to support folks who have complex health issues, who have tried things to try to be healthy and feel better, but still aren't there. And also just people in general to build this healthy foundation because without a healthy and solid foundation of what your body really needs to thrive, you can try to deal with things that are more complex, but it's never gonna hold. It doesn't stick. And this is something that, that I see over and over again in my clinical practice, but also I've talked with mentors about and different trainings I've been through where, you know, we can try to address someone's issues. For example, let's say gut health, and we can uh, we can test your stool. I can look at your food sensitivities. I can help you to get your gut up and running and feeling better. And then as soon as we say, okay, great, so check in in six months. Six months later, you come back, and if we, and not just we, if you didn't continue to work on your mindset and your stress levels and taking care of your sleep and your movement, we will be heading back in the direction of you needing to overhaul your gut health again. And so this is a huge reason that I do what I do. And also to be really frank and open, this is why I created the Honestly Well course, because there's so much misinformation out there and there's so much bad information out there and there's so much trendy information out there about what it means to be healthy. But so few people are really guiding folks through a process and a method that is going to stand the test of time. And this honestly well method does and it will. And when you register for the course, you get access for the lifetime of the course because that's how critical and important it is that you can keep refining and revisiting 
these different kinds of habits. And to give you an idea of what it actually took for me to get my health into a better spot, it took me really getting real about what my mindset was and really being open to shifting that and not in one fell swoop, right? In small steps of leveling up my mindset and my mentality around my own health, about my well-being, about how I saw the world, how I saw other people, really working on my empathy for myself because I'm an empath. So I have empathy for other people, but for myself, it sometimes can be, was harder, right? It also involved really getting real about my exposure to different toxins, things like improving my water source and being consistent with how I hydrate my body. Because hydration doesn't just matter for your weight, which like I hate that that's so out there and it doesn't just matter for your bowel movements. It also matters for your entire body functioning. So cellular function, your cells need water to be able to communicate efficiently and effectively with each other. It also has involved really working on my sleep. And this can be such a frustration for so many of us. And I will tell you, it is an iterative process, right? And, and sleep for me is one thing that like when my stress level changes, it's one of the first things that my body lets me know, hey, this is not okay. <laughs> this is not okay. You gotta get this on lockdown, right? It of course has included determining the right diet for me. And I've tried so many diets, I've stopped counting, right? And I will say there's a time for different healing diets, right? When they're done in combination with supports to really shift the balance. An extreme diet that's done in isolation or a diet that's done in isolation where you're removing a particular food group, really, you also need to be resolving whatever the root issue is. The diet itself rarely solves a major imbalance, okay? So it involved my diet and really discovering what foods would support me. And I believe in food as medicine. So I even have a whole part of that in the course because food can be medicine and it can help support your healing more so than just like what you eat and like, oh, eat vegetables, right? Eat fruit. <laughs> it's more than that, right? And it included getting serious about how I move my body and being real about what's too much and what's not enough and getting fresh air, right? And it has involved supplementing, but in a really smart, intelligent way, not just in taking handfuls and not just in taking a multivitamin and not in doing just what somebody told me to do, but really thinking about the cycles and the phases of life and strategically balancing that with my diet. And so all of this, is a part of the Honestly Well course and a part of what I know you need in order to feel your very best. And I know I want that for you, but you have to want it for yourself. So I really hope that you learned something in today's episode, that you've gotten curious about something. If you are interested in joining the Honestly Well community by joining the course, which is a fantastic resource chock full of videos and handouts and worksheets and guides and a whole entire process to take you into a space where you feel more in control of your health and well-being and more able to resist whatever fad you see on social media. 
if you're listening to this episode close to when it's released, you have until the end of the day, Thursday, April 29th, to take advantage of adding the word bonus to your purchase. Uh, Otherwise, I hope that you'll still check it out and grab the course without getting some little extras and tidbits along the way. You can visit bit.ly slash get honestly well in order to check out the course, check out more information, see if it's something that uh, you're ready for, because I know you can benefit from it. Again, that's at bit.ly slash get honestly well. And Again, I want you to know that feeling better is a process, right? And it does take a healthy foundation, but it also takes your willingness and your readiness. And I really hope that you'll join me for more information in the Honestly Well course. And again, that you know you are not alone in whatever kind of journey you've had with your health that's had its ups and downs. That is normal. That is typical. The journey to better health is not one of direct line from A to Z. It has ups and downs. And I believe you are here today listening to this episode for a reason. And I hope that you will answer the call and join me in the Honestly Well course. With that, I'm wishing you all a fantastic week. And I can't wait to connect with you again. You can find me on social media. I am on Instagram at Marissa Fay Wellness. That's Fay with an E at the end. Or you can find me in the Honestly Well course at bit.ly slash get honestly well. 